What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Blitzburg County podcast. This is your guy Trev with Let's Be Real Media. Got a decent amount of stuff to cover on today's episode. Um, I'll touch base on the first preseason game between the Steelers and the Cowboys. I'm um, just going to warn you, this was recorded. My analysis of the game was recorded just after the game. So if you hear me say last night or yesterday, just kind of giving you a heads up there. Uh, I will formally congratulate all Hall of Famers from the 2020 and 2021 class. Um, so I do that formally, of course. So I do apologize if I missed Bill Nunn and Alan Fanica. So I'll touch base with those two. Preview the game, uh, the next preseason game against the Eagles. And lastly, talk about James Washington and Joe Hayden. So strap yourselves in. Get you something hot or cold to drink. Get your terrible towels. Let's tap in. So with all preseason games, it's not really much for you to take in um, when the preseason starts for football. You're just hoping that your main guys are 100% completely healthy or on the verge of getting healthy. By the time week one starts with the regular season. With that being said, with last night's game between the Steelers and the Cowboys, um, one of the things that I mentioned previously on the last episode that I was looking forward to was seeing how Pittsburgh's offense would look. And I must say, with the Sam's Club sample size that we got, I was merely impressed. Um Matt Canada does have a lot of pre-stamp motion, so a lot more motion is being ran. And also, quarterbacks are lining up under center once again, something that the Steelers didn't do last season. There was a lot of shotgun with one back or something like that with the Steelers uh, this past season. So it was good to see quarterbacks lining up directly under center, as well as uh, pre-snap motions to throw the defense off. There was a botch snap, but that's something I'm pretty sure the Steelers could clean up. I'm going to chalk it up to the first preseason game. Um, secondly, Najee Harris is as advertised. Um, I don't think he should play another game <laughs> this preseason. I do disagree with Mike Tomlin there about Najee playing all four games, but I honestly don't feel that he should play anymore. Like, let that man sit – I know he's a rookie. I know he needs to get used to the experience of the NFL, but sit that man down. Let that man get ready for the regular season because we're going to need him. Um, the offensive line looked pretty good. Um, they were actually able to get some some decent pushes in the trenches, so that was a sight to see and a sight to look forward to as well. Now some things that I think the Steelers can improve on. Um Again, the offensive line, while it did while it did get some decent pushes, it can it still can be improved on. We're still thin there. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I know we didn't have all of our defensive guys, but there were too many scenarios where the defense had an opportunity to get off the field. But unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys were able to make the play and keep the chains moving. Whether it's a big pass to get them the first down or just simply not tackling. 
Like simply not tackling. Like the one of the most common, common phases of football that you learn from playing peewee. And yet we got guys out here that still can't tackle and get off the field on third down. But again, first preseason game, gonna chalk it up to just just that being that. I know that'll be cleaned up between now and week one. Said it once, and I'll say it again. Said the last episode. I'm going to say it this episode. Mason Rudolph ain't it. Uh, I'm sorry. Mason Rudolph is just not the guy. He didn't do anything in this game that stood out that had me thinking like, hey, this guy could potentially be the guy. There's absolutely nothing he did. Granted, we did get a sample size. It was 6 of 9 for 84 yards. Where a portion of that was on one play to Chase Claypool, in which Chase Claypool got injured on the play and had to immediately come out. But uh, reports as of right now say that he was fine, so that's a blessing on our behalf, on our end. But again, I just I don't see anything that just jumped out me jumped out at me for Mason Rudolph. I'm sorry, he's just not it. I know the Dallas Cowboys are probably going to be <laughs> in the hunt for a backup quarterback as well because um, just to look on their side of the things, uh, Garrett Gilbert was was okay, 9 of 13 for 104 yards. Ben DiNucci, ben 7 of 17 for 89 yards. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be an open competition for that backup uh, quarterback spot to backup Dak Prescott. So, hey. Like I mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts, hey, the Dallas Cowboys, hey, we got Mason Rudolph here. He has physical gifts. So if you need a backup quarterback, that's your guy. But anywho, again, nothing spectacular for Mason Rudolph. Um, Dwayne Haskins, though, didn't jump out at you, but you can tell that there is something there with Dwayne Haskins. I think once he gets enough reps with the first team, he could potentially become Ben Roethlisberger's heir apparent. Like, you know how when you just sit back and watch how things just look different and just look better? Like, the offense looks better, has an extra pep in their step. It's almost like they want to play for Dwayne Haskins as opposed to Mason Rudolph. Now, granted, by the time Haskins entered the game, a lot of the starters were already out. But again, just the offense just looks so much better with Dwayne Haskins at the helm. Like a lot of stuff that Pittsburgh didn't run last season, I saw Dwayne Haskins run. And to his credit, it ended up being positive. It was a couple of play action plays. He was able to make some plays with his legs, kind of escape uh, pass, the pass rush. but And he also led Pittsburgh to two scoring drives, something that we can't say about Mason Rudolph. Again, it's the preseason, but I don't know how many times it's going to let everyone know that Mason Rudolph is not the guy. But there's something there with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, not much really to say. 8 of 13, 54 yards. But, again, he led two pivotal scoring drives, which kind of 
led to Pittsburgh ultimately getting the lead. One of the drives that was cashed in with a touchdown by Kalen Balage, um, I believe that was in the second quarter. If it was not the second quarter, sorry, it was the third quarter. So, Dwayne Haskins, keep an eye out. But we'll see how things play out as everything continues with Dwayne Haskins. Of course, ultimately, this is not the finished product because Ben Roethlisberger is not out there. Juju Smith-Schuster is not, not out there. But it remains to be seen. Um, I was impressed with Alex Highsmith. Um, the defense didn't miss a beat, regardless of who was out there. Uh, they were able to generate three turnovers, uh, two interceptions, and a fumble recovery, which, if I'm not mistaken, Pittsburgh scored on all three drives from that. So the defense, not much to worry about there. And lastly, we eventually have a punter, y'all. Like, special teams, which is just as important as everything else. Presley Harvin III is practically a godsend. As far as special teams is concerned. His very first NFL punt was amazing. Like, it's the perfect punt. And I'm not exaggerating here. It was the perfect punt. He... Place the Dallas Cowboys to start their offense from their all one. Good. Uh, but we have something here with with Harvin. Um, I mentioned it way back in episode one after the draft that we got something here with him. Uh, I just hope we don't develop that shiny new toy complex that we get sometimes, especially with Coach T, because he likes to do a lot of crazy stuff. With special teams, like going forward on fourth down, faking punts and things of that nature. So, again, as long as Harvin is doing his job, which is pinning the deep, pinning the uh, opposing team's offense back, making life a little bit easier for our defense, I'm all for it. He did just that last night in his first game. Jordan Berry has some serious competition going forward. Well, overall, again, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were able to pick up the win. Um Although it was garbage time, Josh Dobbs did look a little bit better. Um, seems his accuracy has improved just a little bit. I mean, I'm really much to rave about there. Um, I don't really see him. Again, don't really see him usurping Rudolph or Haskins for the second spot. But there's something there, in my opinion, with him as well. So um, the Pittsburgh Steelers have their next preseason game on Thursday the 12th against the Philadelphia Eagles which will be in Philly and again this is another opportunity for Mason Rudolph to prove to me that you are the guy that you were worth this one year extension that the front office gave you so far it's still the same you're not the guy. Like, prove it to me. That's all I ask. Just, just prove it to me. I, I think Dwayne Haskins is better than you. I think Dwayne Haskins is better than you. I think he should be the backup. But prove me wrong. That's all I got to say. Moving on, I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to acknowledge all 
of the Steelers inductees into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, you can listen to the episode three as I pay homage to Troy Palomalu and Bill Cower, who were part of the 2020 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Wouldn't be right if I didn't acknowledge the 2021 class as well. Uh, Alifanica, our beloved offensive lineman, um, had a huge battle with epilepsy that I didn't know about, um, but I'm glad they didn't let him stop him. Speech was great. All of the speeches were great um, from everyone that was inducted. So shout out to everyone that was inducted in the Hall of Fame, both 2020 and 2021. Notable names, I'm pretty sure you know, Peyton Manning, Isaac Bruce, a couple of others. Of course, Troy Palomaro, Bill Cowher, Alifanica. Um, and, of course, Bill Nunn, who was a five-time Super Bowl champion. Of course, he was a Super Bowl champion with the Steelers during the 70s. He also served as a journalist and NFL scout. And he served, in my opinion, as kind of a liaison, like that middleman between the Pittsburgh Steelers and HBCUs, something that every NFL team needs to have these days. And I'm hoping that Deion Sanders is looking to accomplish as the head coach of Jackson State University. We need more eyes on HBCUs as far as the football scene is concerned or well, all sports, to be honest, because there's a lot of talent that's down there that could potentially contribute to pro sports. But we're still stuck on the power five and those just outside of power five. But that's just me. But again, um, congratulations to all Pro Football Hall of Famers, both the class of 2020 and 2021. Salute. So James Washington has been in the news recently on both sides of a trade request. Um, there has been a report that he is requesting a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then, of course, just days ago, during practice, uh, Coach T came out and said that James Washington has not requested a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know who's true in the ordeal. I don't know who's making something up. Maybe this is a call to order for James Washington to make, possibly get more targets, but who knows? Uh, all I've heard is nothing but positivity coming from his teammates as far as uh, how he performs and practice and things of that nature. But as an organization and as a team, this is a good problem to have. Like James Washington is a pretty good receiver. He's pretty good. He's brought in, um, drafted out of Oklahoma State, kind of to have somewhat of a tandem with him and Mason. Um, so far, only half of that has panned out, and that's with James Washington. Um, but essentially now he's fourth in the depth chart. So, of course, not a lot of targets are going to come your way. Um, given, of course, you have Juju Smith-Schuster back for another year. You have the emergence of Chase Claypool and then Deontay Johnson, who had a nice season last season, who's due for a breakout year. So essentially, yeah, you're, you're fourth on the depth chart, and you're not going to see a whole lot of targets. So I can understand on one end if he's wanting to go somewhere else because he is crazy talented. He's a talented receiver. Uh, but at the same time, if he's not requesting a trade and he's just going in and doing what he's supposed to do in practice, I'm pretty sure some targets going to eventually go his way because at some point the Steelers are going to revert back. And this is sad for me to say they're going to revert back to running some form of a spread offense. So, but 
I don't know which side is true, which side is not, but either way, um, any team, and I'm not just saying with the Steelers as well, including the Steelers, excuse me, any team would benefit of having James Washington on their team. So, again, I don't know, but we'll see how things play out throughout the season or throughout the rest of the preseason for that matter. So that's all I got to say about James Washington. Next, I'm going to take this time out to report to you guys that Joe Hayden has since come out and said that he would like a contract extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers and has a desire to complete his NFL career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joy, and that's great music to my ears. I'm happy that Joe wants to stay in Pittsburgh. I'm glad that he wants to remain a Steeler for life. I'm also glad that he understands that we need to get T.J. Watt signed first before we can move on to him. And all I'm going to say on the T.J. Watt contract holdout is get it done, Pittsburgh. Get it done. Like, blank check him. Like, it shouldn't even have come to this. Blank check him. You give him a blank check. You tell T.J. write a number that you're comfortable with, and we'll just go from there. But that's all I got to say about T.J. Watt. But back to Joe Hayden. Um, great to hear that he wants an extension. Great to hear that he wants to finish his career out as a Steeler. However, the best ability is availability. And I'm just not comfortable as of yet. Not saying that he doesn't have the capability to perform up to it, but I'm just not comfortable as of yet getting him a sizable contract extension. Um, given basically his health, um, he hasn't been relatively healthy as for the past couple of seasons since he's been in Pittsburgh. Uh, I know he missed some time last season, the latter part of last season, uh, primarily with COVID. Uh, so he wasn't available for the last few games of the season or the playoff game against Cleveland, but I'll talk that up to COVID. So, this is the year for me, for Joe Hayden, to prove that if that contract extension is 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 what you want, then I just need you to be on the field. Like, I know what you can do. You can literally shut down one side of the field uh, when you're 100% healthy and you're on the field. I, I, I know your talent. I just need you to be on the field. Uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. As long as you're healthy and as long as you're available, I know what I'm getting from Joe Hayden, and he is very well worthy of a contract extension and I would give it to him. But again, I'm just not comfortable giving it to him just yet. Like I need to see him be healthy and be available for the Steelers for at least the majority of the season, majority of the season in the playoffs. As long as he's available, then yes, I'm with it with him, Pam, bring him back. But if he has another season where he's like doing his thing, but he's in and out of the lineup, then that's where the question marks kind of start for me with Joe Hayden. But um, it's good to know that he wants to be in Pittsburgh. I think that's the number one thing. But, one, we got to get TJ signed first. Eventually, we got to sign Minka Fitzpatrick. I think once we take care of those two, then we can shift our focus to Joe. But, again, for Joe to even enter the conversation of a decent contract extension, I need him to be healthy. And I need him to be on the field. Simple as that.
So this Thursday, the Pittsburgh Steelers will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles in their second preseason matchup. Uh, this will be the first time we'll see the Eagles in action uh, this preseason. And to be honest, just like with other preseason games, not really looking for a whole lot. Uh, just a couple of things. One. The offensive line, how much improvement is going to be shown there? Who's going to stand out at quarterback? Again, the search for QB2 slash eventual QB1 continues. And how much of Najee Harris are we going to see? Uh, Coach T says he's going to get about as much of Najee Harris as we got in the first game against the Cowboys, uh, which wasn't really a whole lot, which I don't expect a whole lot there. Uh, Mason Rudolph is going to be starting starting again for the Steelers against the Eagles. And once again, my theory with him still stands. Like, prove to me, do something that will get, convince me that you're going to be Ben Roethlisberger's heir apparent. Um, I feel this is not only another opportunity for him, but it's another opportunity for Dwayne Haskins to stand out as well in this game like prove to me that you're worthy of being potentially a starter in the nfl not just being a starter of the e of the Steelers, excuse me but a starter in the nfl period uh so that's all i'm really looking for with that game um i'll come to you guys with a post-game analysis of that game next week but for the most part that's all i'm really looking for there and with that being said, that concludes episode four of the Blitzburg County podcast. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Blitzburg County podcast as part of Let's Be Real Media. Be sure to follow Let's Be Real Media on Instagram and Twitter at LB Real Media. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram at why not Trevor and on Twitter at the art of Trevor. Also, be sure to check out all of the other podcasts as part of Let's Be Real Media, the Let's Be Real podcast, the I Don't Know Sports podcast. Let's tighten up for all my Tennessee Titans fans out there. Schooling with Sheedy and last and most certainly not least, the Let's Talk About It podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. God bless. Peace.